Hello and welcome to Some Loud Opinions with your host Sarah. That's me. If this is your first time here, welcome. I'm glad you found it to my little part of the internet. And if you're returning, welcome back. I love you so much more and I love you for coming and spending a little time with me and listening to my loud opinions, which means that they were not too, too abrasive or offensive, which is something that I always try to do. I'm never trying to offend anybody with my opinions. You know, I will be realistic. I'll give it to you straight. I can hold back. Um, but I'm also, I understand that we're all human. So I'm actually really excited about this episode and nervous because I'm going to be talking. Um, if this is your first time here, welcome to the shit show. I have ADHD, so it could be all over the place. And if you are coming back, then you know and you love it. And in some way, it must be endearing to you. And I appreciate that. Um, but this is an episode where I've got some bullet points. I'm trying to keep it real professional as I record at 11 o'clock at night to drop in the next morning. So, I mean, we're halfway there. We're halfway to professional. We're, it's going to be a real thing someday. Um, anyways. All right, let's get into it. Diet culture, a little bit of touching on body positivity, a little bit of love your body. Uh, little warning, this is take three. I'm not editing this episode because last week I stayed up late and I edited and A, I have a really early morning meeting. I want this to go out tomorrow morning. Yes, I waited last minute um, because that's how my brain works. And, but I do have a bullet list. And um, when I tried editing last week, I don't know if you listened to episode four, but it was kind of a hot mess at one point. And I did not do that. Anchor did it. So we're just going to record and see what happens. So strap in for some likes and some ums and some awkward silences, possibly a little rambling, a little tangent here and there. Gonna try to rein it in. I have bullet points and I'm going to try to like just whip through this without being too all over the place. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, I already off track. Anyways, and it's like 1215 at night, so I do it to myself. So I want to talk about diet culture because I'm trying to go back into the gym I have had a complicated relationship, hashtag it's complicated, with my body, how I feel about it, but I do want to just caveat in the beginning that this is not part of the body positivity movement. I'm a short, curvy queen, but my body would not be considered overweight, um, you know, fat plus size, not even really mid-size. I'm not thin. Mm, one might call it an average body, whatever that means. Um, that is not for me. My movement is not for me. And if you're like me, Fran, it's not for you either. Now, it doesn't mean you can't love your body because that's different. Two things can exist at once, right? We can love our bodies but understand that we do not have a stigma the way larger bodies do. We don't. You do not. 
If you are not plus size or larger bodied or, you know, fat, and that comes from that comes from plus size people, they've kind of shifted because people with my body size have been like, hashtag body positivity. And they're like, please don't. Like, you're literally not discriminated in medical care. You're not discriminated in jobs. Um, you're not targeted for abuse and harassment um, the way that people who face fat phobia are. So I just wanted to say that. Just get that out of the way. Clear the uh, clear it out of the room. Clear it out of the room. Um, when I say loving your body or trying to love your body, this is separate from the body positivity movement, which I 100% support and do not want to take away any of the voice or attention from that. This is separate. We are talking diet culture. We're talking toxic messaging. We're going to sprinkle in a little feminism in here because <laughs> welcome to episode five. Shit's getting real. Um, but yeah, so two things can exist at once. You can absolutely support and want to love your body and understand at the same time that body positivity, like hashtag body positivity, the body positivity movement does not apply to you unless you have a larger body or a plus size body and you face fat phobia. Support that movement. Support those voices. Uplift them. But do not try to co-opt it. Loving your body is different. Okay? Cool. We're there. Because it literally is like that movement is to reduce stigmatization, reduce marginalization, reduce discrimination. Loving your body is your internal See how that's different? Like, I'm talking about, like, internally, internalizing, like, toxic messaging about basically a whole billion-dollar industry that is still, to this day, in 2021, teaching us to hate our bodies. And we have to fight against that. But that's different than, like, fat phobia. So, <sighs> get that out of the way. Now we can move on. Haha, <laughs> got through a bullet point. Okay. So I want to talk diet culture and I want to like start out with, I grew up a big part of like what I remember, like that sticks out the most to me in like one of the, I wouldn't say formative years because your early twenties, it's not formative years, but my early twenties occurred in the fun (laughs) Paris Hilton days, right? When Paris Hilton was really a rising star and I stand Paris. Queen Paris, love her. Um, You know, I love Britney. That's my era, dudes. Christina Aguilera, Britney, Mandy Moore. We're talking 2000s, early aughts, right on up to like 2010s. That is like my jam. Graduated in 2002. You know, that's my time. You know what else the time was? Low-rise jeans and tiny little tops. Flat tummies, flat tummies, and belly rings, and tan, tiny little tummies. Can I mention tiny little tummies again? And one thing I have never had is a flat stomach. I've always had a little stinky outy stomach. And when I hit like junior in high school, I finally got like a butt and boobs. And then I've always had a bubble butt. I've kind of always had a bubble butt, but like. Like, not a little kid bubble butt, but, like, a boobs. I, got a, I had a boobs. Um, and then I had some boobs. Boots and boobs. Um, yes. So, 
I did not have that body. And can I tell you that when you have a bubble butt, this is like Kim Kardashian. She came on the scene and she kicked the door down and she was like, no, we're done with low rise jeans. They do not look good on curvy bodies. And we're like, yes, thank you. Finally, people like me were like fucking finally, even though she still had a flat stomach. But, you know, this is like bandage dresses, low rise jeans, crop tops, tiny little like handkerchief tops. Um, specifically thinking of like the the suede ones or like pink suede, Paris Hilton. Um, but yeah, so that was that era or like the, I don't know, like the slip dresses, just a very thin wayfish body. I remember thinking that I wanted one so bad. I so badly wanted like a little yoga body. And there was a time in my early 20s where ooh, I don't want to say disordered eating let's just say uh diet pills were quite the thing ephedra if you know you know um and kind of did those a lot and even then I look back at my pictures and I'm like oh I had the body that I wanted I just didn't see it in the mirror because body dysmorphia is a thing again not body positivity because that was internal not external um, but yeah, I definitely thought I was about five, like, <laughs> I thought I was having the body that I have now back then, and I was not. It was very much, very much smaller, you know, but it still wasn't, like, it wasn't a thin, I still have, like I said, I hit junior year in high school, always had curves since then, which is my genetics. Um, and what I remember back then, you know, outside of the fashion was what went along with the fashion because if you're showing your belly all the time, um, every other magazine was just like flat abs, flat abs, blast belly fat, belly fat, belly fat, belly fat. And I internalized so much of that. And I would try everything. I cannot, I have tried the weirdest things. I've tried healthy things too, but like, Oh my god! I didn't eat bananas for the longest time. I was vegan for a little bit. Um, just everything. Just no sugar. Eat sugar. Just. I mean, I didn't give up beer. You know that I probably should have given up beer a long time ago. But yeah, I haven't had beer really in a long time. But I did. I did give up drinking here and there, and I still, still did not. No flat bellies. It just doesn't exist for me. But I hate, like, it really taught me, like, die gold will really be out here. Like, just, I hated my body. I would have, like, the most self-confidence and just be like, nope, can't wear a bikini. Can't do that. Um, so, yeah. And I feel like it was so much preying on your insecurities. Because, again, like, the fashion is, like, showing your belly. So, of course... Right on the cover, right next to like blast your belly fat is someone like, you know, Tara Reed with her like flat, super flat stomach. That was also photoshopped back then. And we didn't know about it as much. Like they, nobody talked about it. So yeah, like there's just like toxic diet culture. And it was always like, here's the thing when you've been around a bit. Um, and it's not like... 
I don't know. I, I hate to be like, oh, it's not like it used to be because <laughs> I was Googling vintage magazine covers and vintage diet stuff. Like I actually did a little research on this. Uh, nothing like research. Like I'm going to like drop sources or anything. <laughs> not doing that. Stole 39. Um, but I was just looking, just perusing, being like, am I crazy? And, you know, vintage ads, like there's always, it's always been like slimmer body, slimmer body, like slimmer. He doesn't want you if you have a, you know, a bigger girl. There was like some, like one tiny period of time. And I feel like that was like the Great Depression and everyone was starving when they're like, well, we can't get people to, to buy our diet products because they're dying. So now we're going to sell them products to gain weight. Um, But that was about it. There was literally just like one brief period of time where diet culture was the opposite. But I feel like it's because everyone was starving to death. Um, Anyways, like they didn't have to they didn't have to tell you to starve because you were already starving. And then they were like, wait, nobody's buying our diet pills because they're starving. So now we're going to sell them fattening pills. But other than that, there's literally like it's always been slim, be slim, be slim, be slim tiny, tiny, tiny. And it just like, like it just recycles. Like I was looking at stuff and I'm like, oh my God. Like it's like wine and egg diets in the seventies, which I mean, I like wine and I like eggs. I don't know if I'd like them together. I think you can like soak eggs in wine or something. I don't know if that's a delicacy, but I don't think you can lose weight from it. I mean, I guess you can if that's all you were eating was wine and eggs because technically calories in, calories out. I just, I feel like you'd be like way miserable or way fun. <laughs> you'd be, you'd be fun, but you'd be smelly. I feel like if you were on a wine and egg diet, I feel like you'd be like, like a wine mom. <laughs> it farts a lot. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just weird. I feel like, and it always gives you in like a cycle, right? Like diet culture creates a cycle of shame and it does it through it's so it's so insidious to me because it does it through like toxic positivity. It's like no excuses. You can do this. This is a no excuse diet or anyone can do this. And when you set up those expectations of like anyone can do this or you have no excuse like this is a five minute thing. It sets up that m- mindset of like if I don't do this, what's wrong with me? Because it only takes five minutes. And that's something that, like, I've been in therapy with because I do that with ADHD. Like, that's literally my life with everything is just, like, why can't I do the thing? It will only take me X amount of minutes. Why can I not do that? But it really does, like, translate it for, like, you don't have to have ADHD for that to, like, translate into a shame cycle with dieting because it's, like, it's so easy to, like, meal prep. It's so easy to do these things because they set up expectation because that's what we're looking for, Right. We do it to ourselves, kind of, but I feel like it's a billion-dollar industry, and there are very smart people who definitely make it seem like it's your fault because that is their job because if they keep you in that shame cycle and that it's your fault, then you will buy because they've created a need. They've created the tension and the need, and now they can sell you a product. That's how marketing works. Um share or they point out the tension and the need whatever and then you know sometimes they create it sometimes they don't and they stress it's like a stress thing a stressor and then they fill it in with something that you can buy but yeah i don't know 
And I just like, it's so weird how it like evolved. So like, you know, back in the day, way back in the day was like (laughs) smoking, (laughs) smoke cigarettes for a slim chick or something like that. And then, you know, the the 70s, the wine diet. Um, As I was doing my research, there was a lot of like Jesus diets, which I think is a whole other fucked up thing to like tie it into your religion. Because there is like, there was some pastor who just... He's taking a leave of absence because he was like, women lose weight for your husbands. And I get in 2021, we're like, what? How dare you? And I'm like, dude, there was whole ass books in like the 60s and the 70s and the 80s that were like, Jesus wants you to lose weight, basically. It's so that you're more desirable to your husband. It's a whole ass mess. Like, like, let's exploit a woman's religion and her body. And put her under the the crushing weight of the patriarchy. Let's just destroy every every ounce of value that she has. Like not even God loves her because she's fat, like <laughs> or like slightly overweight. So, yuck. Yeah, diet culture is something that I don't know. Like I mean, obviously people talk about it, and right now, like I feel like the the thing that we all kind of agree. Some of us don't. But, you know, us older millennials are like, diet teas, how dare we do the diet teas? Um, They're not new, you know, like they're just new because like people like Kylie Jenner are like, oh, yeah, I drink this tea. It's like, bitch, no, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. Do you want to know why she looks like the way she looks like? A, Photoshop for sure. B, she's like 20. She's 20. And she has access to like plastic surgery and gyms and home cooks. Like, she doesn't drink Tiami. That's not why she has a flat stomach. If she even actually has one, I don't know. I've never seen her in person. But diet culture now is like pushing that narrative. But it's also like coming on the other side of. Then there's like the the gurus that quote unquote fight against it, and they're like, I mean, it's good in a way because they're talking about like flexible dieting you know being having a balanced diet no cheat meals but there was a time where I mean that's when I like in my early 30s I was really into like bodybuilding weightlifting not like bodybuilding but like weightlifting and flexible dieting quote-unquote and macros like counting all my macros and going to the gym two hours a day and being fucking miserable I was miserable I was also in really good shape as far as like muscle tone and like all this stuff. So like there was good and bad, but definitely I took it to the toxic level. Not everyone does, but when I was in that, it was all about rising grind, a lot of toxic positivity, a lot of like misunderstanding, like how the actual human mind works. <laughs> you cannot will yourself into stuff. Um, it only takes you so far. And then once you fall off, you start shaming yourself because you've built up thanks to the messaging you've been absorbing how there are no excuses and you it's a, you know it's all willpower blah 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 well what happens the day that you don't do it what happens the day after that when it's a little bit harder now you're also blaming yourself because there is no toxic positivity of like take a day off it's okay it's human i mean now there is now there is, but there's not nearly as much of that content. And it's not as desirable because we all want to hack our brains and 
and do the thing and and be out there. There's, It's none of that. Anything that's like you just need to get into a mindset is, is equally as unrealistic and unsustainable as blast your belly fat. It's just repackaged. Blast your belly fat, flat abs fast, all that stuff. That worked in the early 2000s and the mid-aughts, and then it didn't work. And after that came the rising grind culture, and you've got to da-da-da-da, like it's all your mindset. You want to, like, want it as bad as you want to breathe. Only you're holding yourself back. And that can apply to so many different things, like hashtag boss babes love it. They love it's all in your hustle hard as they sit at the bottom of a pyramid scheme. Like, you know, I don't, you know, like it just like bleed money into their pyramid scheme, their beach body bullshit. Sorry, I do, I'm, we'll talk about MLMs another day, but um, yeah, it's just, you know, it's just a cycle, <laughs> it's a cycle. Like before it was like fast things, you know, you can just do these quick little things, quick hits. And then everyone's like, yeah, that doesn't really work. It's not sustainable. Or that's actually literally an eating disorder, what you're describing. You just put a different name on it. And then it turned into, uh, like, if it fits your macros, bodybuilding, weightlifting, which is, again, I don't feel like, I feel torn because I don't feel like diet culture is necessarily bad. Wanting to be healthy is not bad, you know, wanting a fit body so that you can go do things is not bad because like for me, like I want to get in shape because I don't like walking up my stairs and being out of breath. But there is also, I will admit, like I am not happy in the body that I'm in. I'm not. And I also shouldn't, like I feel like, you know, part of loving your body just like part of loving myself is like looking at parts that I don't quite like holding a mirror up to it and saying okay I don't like this but how is a healthy way what's a better way to fix it or be better um and I feel like that culture sometimes gets in the way because like as I start to like look at more like workout stuff and of course my feed is flooded with now um you know there's still just a lot of like you know, you're holding it back. Like you, if you want it, go out and get it. And it's like, trust me, I've wanted a flat stomach my whole life. Nobody wants a flatter stomach for me than me. But that doesn't, that doesn't overweigh all of the other things that actually go on in my brain, which traps me into a shame cycle, which, you know, makes me feel bad about myself because I'm not doing those things. So yeah, I just feel like diet culture just, it's just always like shifts. Like as soon as it, people are like, hey, that's toxic. It's like noted. How do we sell more stuff? Bring in more revenue, but like not do the thing that they don't want us to do. Okay. They don't want us to like flat belly fast. Okay. Switch it up. Be like, you can now, now everyone can have bananas. Just kidding. Forget that we said the bananas were bad. Um, forget that we said the bread was bad. Now it's all about like balanced diet, which I feel like we're getting there. We're starting to get there. I just am wary because I'm like, mm, anytime there's something, someone will exploit it. Um, I don't know. But I feel like, I just like my opinion on it is just be wary 
and that it's just always diet culture like it's that like i kind of thought like at first i was like oh i remember like the early like mid-2000s like it was so bad but just as i like reflect on it now i'm like well it's different it's just repackaged again it's like the it's like the atkins diet right like atkins got repackaged as keto sorry keto lovers you're doing the atkins diet maybe a little bit of south beach <laughs> that's all it is sorry and atkins actually um is a repackage from a an earlier diet than that like he started something in the, the 60s and i don't remember what it was called but the master cleanse has been around since like the 40s like it's not new it's just repackaged it gets a different name the cookie diet all these different things like it's like a nutrisystem thing or like a you know those protein cookies they were doing that back in the day they've been doing it it's been done they just repackage it because people are like hey this doesn't work long term it's not sustainable and then it goes away and this or this is bad for your body and then it goes away and then they can come back and be like, oh my gosh, people have been doing like eating like this for like 50 years. And it's like, because they call it a different name, you know, closely associate it with something harmful. You know, we'll see. We'll see that like the tummy teas are not going away. Like I said, those have been around. I remember almost pooping my pants once in like 2005, drinking those tummy teas. Don't ever, I drink like hot tummy tea. It's like hot tea. I love hot tea. And, uh, Drink two tea bags within like two hours. Whew. Whew. I literally, ugh. and I worked at a bank at the time. It was fucking embarrassing. Blew up that bathroom. I'm single. <laughs> Can't imagine why. Um, but yeah, like the. <laughs> Uh, th so that's not new. Those aren't new. Just because they're selling them on Instagram doesn't mean like tummy teas are new. Detox teas, detox this, detox that. Come on. It's not new. Diet culture is not new. It's always been toxic. It's always been pretty much wrong, to be honest. I mean, they literally were like smoking cigarettes back in the 50s to lose weight. They were drinking wine and eating eggs in the 70s to lose weight. They were praying it away in the 80s. Come on. I'm just saying, if you're really attached to your diet, I apologize that you are probably, you know, like, don't be so invested in it because it's a billion dollar industry. So there's always a bottom line. Um, humans have been around a lot longer than diets have in the diet industry. And... Yeah, so I don't know. There, I mean, even if you're on a fad diet, it's not the worst thing. And I'm not being like, oh my gosh, stop doing keto because it's a fad diet. If you like keto, if you like paleo, if you like being vegan, do it. Do what does your body. Just try to be a little easier on yourself. Like, if you like to do the keto diet because you like the way it makes your body feel, then that's okay. Do it because it makes your body feel good, but just check in with your body. I think that's the number one thing I've learned with diet culture and my own things. Like I said, I've been so many diets. I've always had a complicated hashtag. It's complicated relationship with my body. Not a lot of body love. Even in what now I consider probably my best shape of my life. And even in like the most visibly, like visually 
looking best, you know, which are two different things, by the way, um, or like more closely to my ideal um, body type. Uh, you know, I did not love my body, did not love myself during those times. And I wish back then, not that I had like appreciated my body more, which I do. I do. Appre- I wish that I had loved myself more. I just wish I would have been healthier about the choices that I was making and understood that um, whether or not I'm dieting, whether or not I'm whatever I'm doing, like checking in with my body, loving myself and understanding that like it may be temporary, it may be going forever, but it is part of a culture and to like not be so hard on myself, like not be even today I have to remind myself. Yeah, I didn't make it to the gym. But I still, like, I had a great day, and the gym is not everything. And the days that I make it to the gym, great. That doesn't increase or decrease my worth. Eating healthy and not eating healthy does not increase or decrease my worth. I can do those things to have a healthy body, and those are things that I need to do to have a healthy body, and those can be separate. They can be a little nuance in black and white. Um, but yeah, so I think that's it. I think that is what I'm going to leave it on is just be kind to yourself. Understand that it is a billion dollar industry. So as much as you think you have it on lock, it's literally capitalism in a way to make you feel so bad about yourself. <laughs> it really is. And that's not, you know, you can love or hate capitalism. It still exists. Um, and that is the system that we exist in is you know, it's a billion dollar industry. I just keep saying it. So I'm not going to keep beating that horse, but thanks for sticking around for an unedited kamikaze wild west episode. This is a wild west episode of diet culture. I hope that it made sense because I'm literally not going to go back and edit. So, uh, if you made it all the way through, thank you so much. If again, this is your first episode, welcome i hope you liked it it won't always be so chaotic or it probably will who knows i can't make any promises and thank you so much i will talk to you next week maybe we'll even get two episodes next week we'll see i'm gonna make any more promises than next thursday but maybe we'll get a bonus in there and i love you so much i love you so much more than every other podcaster on earth and in this timeline and the next timeline Talk to you next time, and thanks for tuning in for some of my allowed opinions.